Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Top Shelf Sports Talk. You're hanging out in the sports bar with Danger and Bataglia on the Sports Leader. 95.7 FM and AM 950. The Fan. Rochester. They cleared yeah. the cat space they needed, so they're under. So they can absorb injuries and guys up and down off the roster and all of that. So well, yeah, I mean, you gotta have you gotta have some some slack. Yeah, they may need even a little more than that. I mean, that's not enough to get you through a no, season. So they, they might have to do a little bit more. They probably got a short list of players they can go to and say, "Hey, what about it?" There's Chris Brown and Steve Tasker earlier on One Bills Live talking about the restructures of Ryan Bates and Taron Johnson. Let's talk some Buffalo Bills with our buddy Matt Perino of the Syracuse Post Standard, the Shout Podcast as well. Matt, let, let's start with those restructures before we see the guys back on the practice field tomorrow. You've got a little bit of cap space now if you're Brandon Bean heading into the season. How are you, buddy? I'm good. Um, yeah, I, I, these kinds of moves at the beginning of the season, uh, operational, right, for Brandon Bean, who who mentioned a couple weeks ago when we talked to him that this, this probably would happen to free some stuff up as the Bills continue to kind of keep space open in case anything pops up um, over the course of the season. Uh, I don't think it's worth overreacting too much. I know people see, you know, restructures and cap space and start dreaming big dreams, but I, I don't know if uh, there's any uh, big dreams left at this stage. Yeah. It's see what happens. Um, one thing that since our last conversation, Matt, that happened, well, the bills had their cuts and then they brought in their practice squad an interesting name. Christian Kirksey, uh, who started at middle linebacker, has a lot of, uh, for Houston last year, a lot of experience in this league, Browns and, and drafted by the Packers. And he spoke um, after uh, arriving in Buffalo. What is your sense here? Is this somebody that at some point will be elevated from the practice squad? I mean, potentially. How fast it happens, I mean, it's anybody's guess. Micah Hyde talking after practice last week. You know, he seems to think this is not going to take very long for him to get up to speed. Uh, now, calling the defense is something that complicates things a little bit because although he played in a similar scheme and uh, style of defense in Cleveland under Al Holcomb and Steve Wilkes there, who were with Sean McDermott in Carolina, you know, probably different ter- ter- terminology and might take a little little time. But, you know, Kirsty doesn't seem to think it'll take that much time. And the thing here that's interesting is like, this isn't a veteran coming in with a, an established person ahead of him. If anything, there's just question marks ahead of him. I mean, Tyrell Dotson, I, I think, has already kind of been moved back after a dis- disappointing preseason where he had all this opportunity and 
know, it seems to be trending towards Terrell Bernard, like maybe getting a chance to see what it looks like with him at the middle linebacker spot to start the season after missing the preseason. So I don't know, like maybe it's a emergency type situation, a veteran that is played in a defense similar to this. And, and you'll kind of get to see, see how much he has left if things go poorly with Bernard and or Dotson. Uh, but yes, Still not a lot of answers to that position. Remind me, Matt, because you brought up his name. Micah Hyde and Kirksey, they played together when they were in Green Bay? Iowa. Oh, they, uh, they played together in Iowa. Okay. Together. Yep, they're very good friends. And then he actually played, Kirksey played with Poyer in Cleveland. So wow. the, the two of them have been trying to recruit him here for years. And Brandon B mentioned it. This is something that they've tried to do. When he opted to go to Green Bay, I believe in 21, there was you know, a lot of energy behind him potentially coming here. He decided to go, what I think was more money. And he said, things happen the way that they do. And usually it's for a reason. And he's here at the right place at the right time. Now we'll see. He obviously has had a hamstring issue. He, uh, this off season into the, the summer and, but he played a lot of football for Houston last year, had a lot of tackles, seemed to be pretty productive. So we'll see where this thing goes. Yeah, well, one more question on, on the whole, because you realize like you're going against Aaron Rodgers. He's going to want to you know test out whoever's that middle linebacker. And I'm just wondering if it actually is going to be Bernard. So where is his health at right now? And it would be crazy to think that maybe Sean McDermott, by default, is actually going to throw him out there opening night. I think he is back to pretty close to full health. He practiced in full, I believe, last week based on, uh, again, talking to him after practice the one day. Uh, so we'll see. And like during the individual portion of practice, he was over to the side working with you know Matt Milano and the safeties, usually where you'd see Tremaine Edmonds in years past. Um, and that's the only portion of practice now that we're able to see. Now, I don't know if that means he worked with the you know, first-team defense in practice. We don't know. That's going to be a question uh, all the way up until kickoff or maybe a little bit beforehand when they go through – warm-ups, but I think, listen, it was, let's not mince words. Tyrell Dotson wasn't very good in the preseason. He had, he had an opportunity. Uh, Sean McDermott, every time he was asked about him, the first thing that he mentioned is his command of the huddle and so on and so forth. Not a lot about his play, um, you know, after the snap. So I think giving a chance to Terrell Bernard, a guy that you drafted in the third round, had this year to download the system um, and just see what it looks like early on with a veteran like Kirksey kind of in the background. And then Dotson, who you know, knows the scheme if you have to put him in that situation. Uh, I was looking at the, the official depth chart that the team released, and they do have Ryan Bates listed as their starting right guard, the first team right guard. We saw the restructure today. Do you think that's accurate? Or do you think they're going to have Torrance out there on, uh, on Monday night, Matt? I don't know. That could be a little bit of a... Gamesmanship? Uh, gamesmanship, and, and we'll see how that materializes. I would be... If if Ryan Bates starts over Osiris Torrance after what we saw this summer, now Brandon Bean, I asked him specifically about the position battles, and he wanted to leave that for Sean McDermott to say whether or not they've been determined. Um, We'll get a chance to talk to him tomorrow, so we'll get maybe an update there. But I'd imagine that they run this thing all the way up to Monday night. Why? Why give the Jets a chance to prepare? Although, again, I've never coached; I just cover the sport for a living. I don't know what the big advantage is from a defensive line perspective, you know, preparing for Torrance compared to Bates. I mean, there, there must be some type of advantage 
to why Sean McDermott doesn't want to make that known. Uh, but Torrance, to me, did everything to win his job. And I, you know, they've been, for as much as they haven't allowed Kyrie Elam to kind of just learn as you go type of situation, they have been willing to do that on the offensive line. Like Spencer Brown has been, for better or worse, just left out there to kind of go through it all. And so I think Torrance was the guy coming in with the kind of, you know, how highly people thought of him coming out of the draft. I say put him out there and see what it looks like. Matt Perino, Syracuse Post Standard, also the Shout Podcast, and also you can uh, get daily text updates, or maybe not daily, but we'll tell you here about how you can go about that in a little bit. Uh, Matt, as far as uh, you know, the final 53, were there any surprises in your opinion on uh, what the Bills arrived at here? And I guess for those that want to criticize the Bills, uh, you know, player personnel department, um, but it's kind of a feather in the cap of any uh, player personnel department if you have three cuts that actually get claimed off of waivers. Right. And so I, I don't think there was any surprises. As a matter of fact, it pretty much played out almost exactly like my 53-man projection had established outside of, uh, I think I had him cub- cutting Kyle Allen instead of Reed Ferguson, one of the, you know, wait in the parking lot deals. Yeah. So, yeah, I was not surprised at all to see how it all played out. But Ryan Vandemark outplayed De- David Questenberry. And I think the only reason I had Questenberry on the 53, and I explained this in my story, was because I thought they were going to keep him and then try to find a tackle on the other side of the cutdown and then eventually release him. Well, they found Jermaine Effetti beforehand. That allowed them to kind of open the door to, to moving on from Questenberry, who – again, like a, a, just a player that they've, they've kind of waited and waited and, and, and given him a ton of opportunity. And it just wasn't at the level that they needed it to be at. I mean, Kingsley Jonathan, I had him in a 53 man projection in June. This is a guy that's been trending in this direction for a long time. And I think it's why it put that, you know, those second round draft picks under a microscope this summer, because they had a guy that they knew if they released Kingsley Jonathan, he was going to be claimed on waivers, just like, you know, uh, Nick Broker and Alex Austin um, and uh, Zane Anderson. You know, it would have been Kingsley Jonathan would have been the fourth. And this is a guy that he's different than some of these other players because, you know, they drafted Boogie and A.J. Appanessa and tried to have them change their body a little bit. And I think Jonathan is who he was in college. He is this explosive, twitchy, bendy kind of pass rusher that they just – outside of Vaughn, don't really have. I mean, you could probably throw Leonard Floyd into that mix now, uh, but in terms of the young guys. And so I think that they really like him, and um, I wasn't surprised by it. I, I think some other fans were. And then A.J. Klein, a guy that played a lot of snaps from the summer, you know, it wasn't good. The more he was, the more time and action he saw, like in first-team reps, the more I think it became clear to them that they needed to find a di- go in a different direction. And that's what it was with Kirksey, and when he became available, it just made sense, and I don't know how many more times did AJ Klein want to just go through a season on the practice squad. We'll see what happens. Never say never, but you know, maybe he ends up calling it a career. We'll see. Well, let's talk about that practice squad a little bit there. Any names worth monitoring? I see Ty Johnson, a guy that was signed late in camp, kind of hanging around and ending up on that practice squad. We talked plenty of Andy, Andy Isabella, but the, the one that I think a lot of fans are going to be curious about is a new quarterback to the Bills tra- practice squad. Matt, what do we know about Shane Bouchel? Yeah, a man of very few words. We got a chance to talk to him after practice last week, and he was just happy to be there, it seemed. Uh, after spending a little over a season in Kansas City, he goes from you know, backing up Patrick Mahomes or you know, third behind Patrick Mahomes to now with Josh Allen. So that's an interesting move. And you know, with Matt Barkley going on IR, they had to go out and find somebody, and there were a couple options that we 
had talked about. You saw the Patriots uh, added Matt Corral, former third-round draft pick, maybe some other options out there that were interesting. But this is a guy that he's got a little juice. I mean, if you watch the one highlight clip that went a little viral for them uh, in the preseason, the Chiefs, you know, he had, he had a really nice play, a nice touchdown pass. But I thought the toughest cut at the 53-man roster uh, cutdown was Jamarcus Ingram. And little did I know that he was going to be able to make it through waivers and, and find his way back on the Bills practice squad. This is a guy that if they ever got to a place where they were willing to deal Tyre Elam, it would be because of, of course, their belief in Benford and Dane Jackson, but also that in a pinch, like if you start suffering some injuries there, you can just kind of go to a guy like Jamarcus Ingram that they're now year two in their system that they're really high on. Of course, I, I always got the UB bias for you know, Lewis and, and Ingram. I'm, I'm up front with that. But listen, they, they played their butts off and they're really versatile pieces. And it was interesting to see Ingram, who was mostly boundary his rookie season, them really start to work him uh, on the inside. And he can maybe even be a depth option with Karen Johnson Saran nailed in there in the slot. So when we're looking ahead now to the Jets, and we'll kind of stick on the secondary here because, well, you're going against Aaron Rodgers. And I don't know, Matt, my disclaimer, are we getting a, on a, you know, a motivated Aaron Rodgers who all of a sudden is going to you know, you know, turn the clock back here or is it going to be like the, the guy was checking down constantly? I don't know that. But assuming he's going to take shots downfield and assuming that he's going to try to find Garrett Wilson, Garrett Wilson is one of the best young receivers in this game, I think that's fair to say. Who gets that assignment? Will the Bills flip their corners? Would you feel comfortable if it was actually uh, Christian Benford going up against Garrett Wilson? Yeah, I think I think Benford's ultra competitive, and I think that's what we've seen from him all summer. He's he's been down to cover Stephon Diggs in practice, Gabe Davis. Like if he's got to line up against the one, he's going to be fine. Um, you know, he might lose some matchups. Any of these guys, Tre'Davious White might lose a couple matchups against Garrett Wilson. I mean, he's a special talent, but I think having a healthy Hyde employer on that back end, uh, how motivated they are to probably come out and make a statement and just the, the energy that they're going to be bringing in. I mean, they're, they're on borrowed time, right? Like this is, this is a, this is a situation that at times last year, Jordan and Micah probably couldn't envision again, right? Like with Jordan going into free agency, Micah's uncertainty at times with the neck injury. And now they get to go out and they just have this, this bonus time together. And so I think that that's a, maybe the under discussed part of this defense is how much that like safety blanket being back there again, like even if they've lost a half a step or a quarter step or even a step, just the familiarity and the understanding of the defense, like, that's going to be interesting as Aaron Rodgers and that, and that Jets offense try to figure some things out and maybe try to test them. Matt, since the last time we spoke to you, they named team captains as well. And I think the one name that was a surprise, and, and I know, we know how much it means to be named team captain, Gabe Davis was named a team captain, which is kind of interesting when you consider his contractual situation with the team. What's your takeaway from that? Yeah, I, it's interesting because I really thought they were going to get an extension done with him. And to me, the captaincy is like it's kind of an example. I know that the players vote on it and everything, but it, it is kind of an example of what he means in the room. And we do know that Brandon Bean has talked in the past about, you know, you guys in the room pay attention to who you pay and who you want to keep around long term. The problem is at that spot, it's a, it's a tricky business because 
you have this last year where the Jacoby Myers and um, Juju Smith-Schuster's make around $11, $12 million per year as the top free agents on the market. But a couple of years ago, you had Godwin getting 20 per year, Mike Williams getting 20 per year. I don't know if the Bills are willing to go to that length as much as they love Gabe Davis. And so it might be a situation where, all right, you ride through this year, see how it plays out. Everybody thought Matt Milano was going to be gone. He goes into his contract year, performs well, gets to you know, the eve of free agency and just realizes he, he's going to take a little less to stay in Buffalo. And they end up doing a, another deal with him and giving him a little bit more a couple of years later. And you know, there's, there's still levers to, for Brandon Bean to pull. Uh, and show kind of his track record of how he's taking care of his own in different ways. And maybe they're not in the right spot. Maybe they are. Maybe, you know, we'll get this week. That'll be a big news break or, or maybe sometime in the first month of the season. Never say never, but um, I do still think that the Bills are going to try to keep him long term. It's just going to, the numbers are going to have to add up. Matt, we're, we're still, we've got some time here. We're still six days away, right, from the opener. But that being said, this will be the last time we talk. So I'm just curious to get your thoughts, like your early prog- prognosis here. How do you see this game playing out Monday night down in New York? I think the Bills have an advantage offensively against the Jets' defense because the Jets' defense was so dominant against the Bills and Josh Allen last year. And they went out and they have so many new pieces that I think the Jets are going to have to kind of flip flip through their head over and over again. Robert Sala, their defensive coordinator, about how to deal with the different punches that I think the Bills' offense can now throw. And then the Jets' offense, I, I, they've had some success. Like, you know, you're watching Aaron Rodgers for the two drives in the preseason game. Like, the one drive went really well. The other, not so well. And how, do, how will they handle things if it's, like, a really frustrating half? And, you know, Josh Allen has a couple of touchdowns, and they go up on them big in, in – early how does this team deal with it they're talking already about like maybe being the best defense that's ever existed you know comparing themselves to the 85 bears i mean there's a lot of hubris um i I was talking to antoine staley from the new york daily news today on my podcast and he had he was talking about like this is just a group that they're leaning into the expectations they want all the smoke they want all the pressure you know that it's one thing to say that it's another thing to, to live it especially you know on Monday night football in front of the country uh, against what's been one of the best teams in the league the last couple of years. So we'll see what wins out. I think there's a lot of talent on both sides. I think it could be a fun game. I think it could go multiple ways. I think it could go another you know, like defensive struggle on both sides, or it could be a fireworks show and we could see like a, uh, you know, a big, big night from the quarterbacks. Uh, it's going to be fun, man. I can't wait. I'm going down uh, Saturday. Uh, my wife's actually coming down with me on Sunday. We're going to go see Billy Joel on Sunday night. And then uh, Monday night, we're going we're gonna to cover the heck out of this football game. I love it. So what, what's the rest of your week look like here? What can we expect out of you, Ryan, and everybody else there doing the work that you're doing here as the team gets ready for, uh, for Monday night? Yeah, we'll have uh, almost daily podcasts to kind of get you through. We'll have coverage from One Bill's Drive uh, starting tomorrow. They really ratchet things up a bit. Um, I'll have a couple stories. We'll have um, – our season outlook game-by-game uh, game predictions that drops. Uh, and just to give you a little um, uh, preview, I was on a podcast today and I was asked for my one bold prediction. And I've not done this the last mm. couple of years, but I am predicting that Bills go to the Super Bowl. Whoa. And uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about it in this story that comes out later this year. I thought I'd give you guys a little bit of that early juice. Why not? I like it. Love it, Matt. And you're going to love Billy Joel, too. 
that's like one thing. Like, if you're going to like see Billy Joel to see him at MSG while he's still doing this. I know. That was the big kicker. We, we actually got the tickets before he announced that he was in the final run because he's got like three or four shows left that he's, that he's doing, and then he's going to call it. And now the prices are just like absolutely skyrocketing. <laughs> and we thought for a second, like, eh, make a couple bucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a bucket list item. We have to do it. Good, man. Enjoy your time. Enjoy the rest of the week and this weekend in the city. And uh, we'll look forward to talking to you again next week. All right, boys. Have a good one. Matt Thanks, Perino, man. Syracuse Post Standard, NewYorkUpstate.com, The Shout Podcast, some great Buffalo Bills insight there as the team gets back to work tomorrow afternoon. By the way, we will have Thursday our bold predictions yes. coming up yes. here. I have so, a Buffalo Bills bold prediction as well. We will be very bold with the Buffalo mm-hmm. Bills. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, we've got to, I'll drink to that. Speaking of takes, takes on tap next in the sports bar. Yeah, so kind of a leftover story from last week, but it deserves more conversation. Like the possibility, the flexibility of dissolving PSC and what this could mean. It doesn't mean the Sabres are for sale, but there is something that's very, very expensive going on in Buffalo mm. right now. Sure. Who exactly is going to pay for that? In the week one matchup, Miami and the Chargers. <laughs> you know who I like. Um, hmm. Well, there's some trends here that are going to point you in the right direction of who to choose. There's, uh, it's funny. You start to see with the college football season getting in the way, you start to see dominoes falling. And I'm going to share a handful of takes centered around one player. Uh, and one NFL team. We'll, we'll get to that and more next with I'll Drink to That here in the Sports Bar. Danger and Bataglia and the fan. And Gino's also got Survive in Advance, his week one Survivor pick coming up. I've got to check the uh, production here. I've got to make sure that we have the right production. I don't know that we do, but we'll, we'll, we'll dive into that here. And Gino will, will give us his week one Survivor football pick. That's coming up next in the Sports Bar. Danger and Bataglia on the fan. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. It's Mike Danger for FanDuel Sportsbook, the official partner of 95.7 The Fan. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use. You can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Mike and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus and physically present in New York. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire Seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. For help with a gambling problem, call one 877 8 hope or text HOPE-NY-467-369. NFL Sunday ticket offer ends 9-18-23. No refunds. Terms and embargoes apply. $100 off NFL Sunday ticket, not YouTube TV. YouTube TV base plan required to watch YouTube TV. Redemption requires a Google account and current form of payment. Commercial use excluded. Subscription renews. Cancel anytime. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 